parents have no problem with that. Like no. when their kids are like, "Hey, is all can Ultron kill me?" No, he's a fictional character. Robots can't kill you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, like the moment it's about something like you're maybe not exposed to or uh-huh. something you're unfamiliar you're with, you're like, "I need time to prepare. <laughs> I need, time I need to, to read a, a lexicon, and I need to understand the." Re- it's like, no. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films of Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling? I am coming to you from what feels like the sixth circle of hell uh, oh. because it is like 80. It's like 102 it degrees shit. outside. Yeah. It's oh, too no. hot. It's, it's hot. too hot. Oh, no. It feels like like I literally called my grandmother the other day and was telling her like, no, well, it's hot, but it's not as hot as like you can taste the humidity like Houston hot. And oh, she was like, "Oh, that's good." But then, literally, the next day, I walked outside and could taste it all in my. I was, it was, it was, it's terrible. It's the type of hot, and Brittany does not like hot temperatures. It's the type of hot where Brittany like walks outside and she goes, "Nope," goes right back in. Just yeah, like, yeah. Nope. You don't want to do anything. You just don't want. And then the no. wind blows and it's just blowing hot air. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's not great. But gentlemen, yeah, no, it is I, no. everybody tuning into the pod. Thank you all for being here. We are so yes. excited for you all to join us. Word. Remember, every week you can join us on our live stream by going to patreon.com slash films in black and white. Uh, yeah. We'd love to have you join us. Um, but Brian, uh, Brian, not the toy, the origin story. <laughs> um Important. you it's been a minute since we've had you so brian how are you brian. you know what i'm good i i missed last week's pod uh because we had a wild storm here <laughs> in the chicago yeah. area uh like i growing up in minnesota we got tornado warnings what felt like every week so i ignored mm. them yeah, promptly. From like from like maine to august from may to august yeah like i just never paid attention to them and then here i am 18 years later I'm sitting in this, like, in my bathroom, and uh, I, I'm getting my hair cut. My wife cuts my hair, and I, I see I see on the thing, it's like, hey, um, there's a tornado warning. I'm like, eh, it's fine. It's like 6 p.m. It's going to be fine, whatever. And then mm-hmm. I've never had this happen to me before, but I got another alert, like, 10 minutes afterwards, like, hey, it's longer, and uh, this storm's coming, and it's bad. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like take the advice here. So we all went downstairs uh, and like hunkered down. And uh, yeah, so it was a real bad storm. That's what prevented me from coming on last uh, last week. We had to take care of some stuff with our basement, very boring house stuff. But I'm super happy to be here talking about this stuff because that stuff last week sucked and was also boring and tedious. Uh, so I'm awesome. happy to be here. We are excited you are back. We are also excited that you are safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I also, Brian, promptly ignore uh like tornado warnings it's just one of those things i don't know you're right it could be a minnesota thing it also could be know. that like for some reason i always think i'm special and it's like nah, it'll go around me like i'm like, <laughs> like but yeah. you know what you know what changed is we had this like crazy ass storm in vermilion like 
about a month ago. And oh, from yeah. Now, from now on, I'm like, oh, nah, yeah. not messing with that. that. Big ass dust storm. That was yeah. that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. That was nuts. That was crazy. I, I remember. I think I told the story on the podcast when I literally walked outside <laughs> after work <laughs> and it was a tornado warning. My, my, my teacher canceled class. It was a Zoom class and she was like, everybody needs to go hide right now. The storm is coming. And my ass was like, all right, man, I'm just going to go home then. It's the end of the work day. I'm going home. I walk outside. The wind is blowing. The clouds are dark. People are yeah. looking at me through yeah, the window and somebody just waved at me and closed their blinds. Oh, was that's crazy. all right. All right. See that's you later. Amazing. Goodbye. It was ridiculous. That feels like a Jordan Peele like oh for sure that's amazing for sure um but a one marcus juneteenth destin yes Um, happy juneteenth how are you doing sir i'm good we had a it was a great day today we had a great it was a four-day weekend for us and so we we uh because juneteenth fell on father's day we pushed uh the celebration that we had today today and we had a good celebration in apprentice park the entire Vermilion community, not entire, but the, a lot Most, of people from the Vermilion community people, came out and celebrated Juneteenth with us, and it was just an amazing day. But I am dog tired. <laughs> yep. Oh, I man. Am dog tired. So we're here, though. I'm excited. Happy Juneteenth. Happy yes. Juneteenth, everybody. Happy Juneteenth. So, and I was there, and it was a fantastic was event. There. So that I appreciate you uh, putting, helping to put that together. I know it was a team effort, but yeah. you know, it's uh, it was it was an awesome event. Harrison mm-hmm. had fun, so it was I good. How are you feeling, Doug? Um, well, I am playing an interesting game of dodgeball in my house, Uh um, because last weekend I took my family up. Just hold on, Brian. Um, (laughs) just hold on. Strap it. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready to listen. Just hold on. Um, so I went to Minneapolis last weekend. Oh yeah. And on Wednesday, I got a text from my mother saying that she tested positive for COVID. And so we proceeded to test ourselves. Well, Two of the four of us turned up positive. The other two are playing dodgeball in the house with a virus. So Brittany and Harper have been quarantining since Wednesday. And Harrison and I continue to test negative. So the points are made up and they don't matter is how this all works. Oh, my love to. Oh, my gosh. My love to Harper And and Brittany. And so everybody's fine. Like, good. No one has been too badly sick. I mean, again. Thankfully, due to vaccines, mm-hmm. for the most yep. of us, it, for for at least for my spouse anyway, it has been majority a bad cold. Like mm-hmm. for the most part, okay. thanks thanks to the science that is coursing through her veins. So, and Harper, yeah. thankfully, it was just a, a a little fever for a day, and then she was fine. But That's I, it, like, we've been playing this weird game of like, should I put this on? No, should I? I mean, we're in the house. Like, do, mm-hmm. I, do I wear it? Right. Do I wear it? Like. Where are you going to go? Shall I go over there? Yeah. And Brittany, I remember the first night, bro, because she tested positive on Thursday. She was like, should I go eat my dinner in the bedroom? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, this is all like, I don't fucking know any of this. You you were supposed to have a plan, according to the CDC. That's what they say. Have a quarantine Brian, plan, I just told dog, you I ignored. Brian, I told you I ignored it. Tor- I ignored tornado warnings. Do I strike you? It's as fine. They also put out some whack guidance. About they stuff. do have a lot. Of, it's all over the place. Like they yeah. expect you to build a CD, like a quarantine room. Like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. put up, yeah. put up, put up. Wear your hazmat suits and put up your plastic because yeah. this is what's happening. <laughs> but anyway, oh, and then on top of that, of like being inside with everybody, and then on top of that, it's hot. So it's like you yeah. can't even really want to go outside. It's been a good past five days. It's been great, but it's been tough. So, but all yeah. in all, do 
excuse me, doing really, really well. Well, I hope Brittany and Harper feel better soon and test negative yeah, and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we are on the up and up, so things are in a good spot. Good. But gentlemen, we have a whole podcast to get to. And Brian, you Hello. asked us a very interesting question uh, as sort of our question since we did our quote last week. So, Brian, what uh, what questions did you have for us? Hi, everybody. So my question for you all is, what is your favorite album based on a movie and the album is music from and inspired by. So for some people who maybe don't know this, for some movies, essentially like studios will put out what is basically a mixtape. Some of these songs may never appear in the movie, but Mm. it's like it's the vibe, you know, or it Mm. might only appear for like 10 seconds in a transition. Um, Like they're not really featured, but they put them all on an album. Um, so that is my question to the pod this week is what is your favorite movie album with music from and inspired by the film? Okay. All right. Damn. I'm going to go first. Cause I'm ready. Oh, wow. What the fuck? Wait I'm, a minute. I'm Wait, floored. whoa, whoa, whoa. Lord. I, I like I, the Marcus, the guy who makes music. I was like, I was waiting for I, him, but I have mine. I have mine. I have mine. I have mine. And I've just made up my mind that this is the one that I'm going to go with. Um, That's going to be because I'm very excited about it. Um, Gentlemen, mine is the Godzilla soundtrack from the 1990s (laughs) movie Godzilla. I knew you were going to do this. Oh, my God. And he's going to reference the video, too. I already know. I'm writing this down. I know. I know know him like the back of my hand. I know him. I know him. The 1997 (laughs) Godzilla movie? Yeah. With with uh Matthew Broderick? Yep. Yep. And he's going to reference a goddamn Diddy video. Don't you worry. I know him. I know my best friend like the back of my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I have no idea what's coming next. Go ahead, get I, your shit off. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, there are. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and delay referencing this as long as possible, just so Marcus is wrong. So there were a couple of really like good tracks on this. Um, oh, they did like Green Day had a version of Brain Stew on this, which was what? like a like a Godzilla remix. Yep, not making it up. <laughs> um, there Incredible. was all. There was also a version of No Shelter, which is a uh, Rolling Stones song that was performed by Rage Against the Machine. I'm listening to this tonight. So that one was really, really good. There was a um, The Wallflowers and David Bowie did a did a song called uh, Heroes, which is originally a David Bowie track. And to be honest with you, I have delayed the inevitable for far too long. (laughs) All of you need to know this about me. I have lived and died as a led zeppelin fan and so there is a track on here that diddy did um and at the time it was puff daddy it was puff daddy (laughs) it was puff daddy Daddy. and now it's dr love or mr love or whatever the fuck whatever it is this is a this is a um song called come with me with by by at the time puff daddy and the entire track is is a sex song it's a sex godzilla song brian if you wonder (laughs) it it kind of is (laughs) Oh, um, no. it, wait, it's not kind of is it's like not, it just it just like, is like <laughs> wow, like they needed to pad out the album yeah. and they're like, yeah, Ooh. sure, Diddy. Okay, great. Do a and not like a not like a hey hey puff. We would really love it if you would just do you know quick 
four minute song of the summer. Yeah. Like, no, I've been listening to Cashmere by Led Zeppelin <laughs> on repeat. And that song is seven <laughs> minutes. So maybe we'll make this six because this entire song is him. Yep. And that's the entire time. And then the, in between. Oh, my gosh. It is wearing all white. And the video is in the city while it's like, quote unquote, being destroyed by Godzilla. And there are doves. It's amazing. It's the best thing ever. I'm listening to this. Watch the music video. Watch the music video. Okay, I'm going to watch the video. Watch the video. I'm probably going to watch the video later. We know. We know. But that's mine. Is Godzilla the album wow. from 1990? Honestly, I'm not upset at that. No, I'm, honestly, I just yeah. knew because when Doug and I worked together, <laughs> I was I was a student at the front desk. Uh-huh. And he was he was my boss. <laughs> Doug pulled me into the office to watch this music video. <laughs> Did you really, Doug? Brian, there were questionable things. When Marcus was working, there was a lot of you like Look, I'm just going to gonna air out some I'm going to put my skeleton. I'm going to bring my skeletons out of the closet. Wow. There would let, be Wait, 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 Doug. Let let me preface this by saying I had a hell of a time. I mean, because yeah. oh, it was well, a lot I mean, of obviously fun. you're One of here. The best bosses I've ever had. Right. So, let me just say oh, that. And, and this was never when there was a deadline or no. something more pressing. No. Oh, this I'm not here to narc on you. Time. No, no, no. <laughs> no I'm just playing. No, not just, you, Brian. This is for the people listening. This is just for it the people listening. Just because, like, you know. gentlemen, I there were times where I'd be like, I thought something was hysterical and yep. nobody else thought it yep. was funny. But if Marcus yep. was at the desk, I knew he would validate why I thought it was yep. hilarious. And yep. so I would be like, hey. Hey, come here. I want to show you this. He'd be like, oh, yeah, what is it? And he'd come over thinking like, oh, man, is this like a program idea or right. is it podcast related? And every time I'd be like, gotcha, because it is the <laughs> dumbest shit on the face of the planet. I mean, and that and- feels. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I just wanted to say that it was like. I, so the way my mind was working is I'm so I'm such a serious student, right? Because I'm a weird <laughs> guy that loves higher ed and I love programming and I'm right always on. thinking about it. So I'm thinking every conversation yeah. should be is based around like programming. It's student programming. Like, what are we going to do to take this thing to the next level? Not like, with me. It's Doug. Not always, and Doug is always like, mm, no, you need to just loosen up a little bit. So it was always like a good balance. Of yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. No, yeah, that's good. There was this. The music video is tip of the iceberg. Like there I mean, was, there were, up, there were, it sounds like it's up there with that LL Cool J one where he turns into a shark. It sounds like oh it's up there. Oh my god, Brian! I forgot about that entirely. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, a, I forgot the end of Deep Blue Sea. He has yes. a four, oh, like a oh three and a half, god. four minute yes. rap about being a shark. Yes. Yes. I mean, it doesn't sound like it elevates to the artist mastery of mm-hmm. the Diddy Godzilla Led Zeppelin mashup, but mm-hmm. it sounds like it comes close. Yeah, That's a yeah. hard level to reach, though. It is. But gentlemen, I mean, what is. do you all Okay. Have? I, well, I kind of want to just... Do you want me to go, or Brian? You want oh, to go? Oh, Marcus, please. Please. Okay, so I'm at a toss-up, so I'll have y'all answer this question for me. I know we all got right. a lot of pod to do. So, what about musicals? Because do oh, musical I, soundtracks I mean... count in this category? <sighs> I'm going to be a jerk and say no, because music from and inspired by is just Mm -hmm. such a weird marketing thing of just like buy this to support the movie. Whereas a musical, it's like, no, these are the exact songs as they appear in the film. So for the purposes of this, I'm going to say no. And that's perfectly fair. And that makes it easier for me. And I agree with that, because in my mind, similar to Brian, for me, 
while it's music inspired by a musical is like that's no that's the movie that's the movie right, that right, is right, the right, theme right. of the movie right. that is right. the movie yeah so okay so I'm gonna give you the the top ones that I think about and then I'm gonna okay. give you my number one okay oh okay. I love this so for one the bodyguard. I feel like the Bodyguard original soundtrack album okay. is really good. It's Whitney. Okay. I mean, you just I mean, can't go wrong with that, right? You exactly. Really can't. You, you can't go can't, wrong can't. with and the banger. When, when Brian asked the original question, I thought of the original Batman, Batman with Michael Keaton with Prince. That was that album was oh, produced yeah. by Prince. That, that is a fire album. And then I thought about Batman and Robin. Wow, I, and I really do like that it's movie. From I, I, people, I mean, it's but it's everything. Coolio it's was also in there. There was this. It's a whole lot of music from that. Yeah, one. yeah. Um, I mean, I think of Purple Rain, and I also yes. think of Guardians of the Galaxy as well. So, oh, oh, yeah, which is one of the newer ones. But the one and okay, so here's my top two, and then I'll tell you okay. which one I pick. All right. Obviously, Black Panther is up there. Yes, Ooh, that's a it's, good one. It's almost unanimous. It's almost like the per- that was almost like when that thing dropped, it dropped like its own album. Like everybody was like, "Wait, yeah. this is also a part of a, a movie." Yes. My other one though is the Suicide Squad project. Oh is, yeah, is the album okay? And that one had that one is literally a mixtape because Black Panther was produced by Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. and so I it kind of sounded and flowed the same. Right? Yes. But Suicide Squad had Rick Ross. It had Panic at the Disco. It had Kalani. It, Kalani. It had it had so many different styles and artists. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to me. And me and my mom love that album. So uh, I, for me, really? oh we oh, shit. there are so many hits up there that like Purple Lamborghini. Purple Lamborghini is I mean, top of the fucking God. list. Oh, I'm <laughs> looking at this list right a sucker now. Sucker for Sucker for Pain. Purple Lamborghini. I need a game. That's Kaylani who had a slow love song that was like Harley Quinn. That album sounded like Purple each character yep. on Suicide Squad. It's so many hits up there. So I'm gonna say the Suicide Squad album. Yeah. Honestly, like for people that are maybe rolling their eyes or listening to this in the car and you can't look at this, like I just I'm gonna throw some artists out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lil-, Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. Wiz Khalifa, Imagine yeah. Dragons, mm-hmm. X Ambassadors, 21 Pilots, Kalani, uh Grimes, mm-hmm. Credence Clearwater Revival. Yeah, uh, yeah. Probably uh, fortunate. Like, son, 21, right, 21 Pilots, Rick Ross. Yeah. Like, Skrillex. Eminem. Oh, yeah. Eminem. No, no, Tyler Gray. Like, mm-hmm. Marcus, people. Marcus, it was Rick Ross and Skrillex. It was Rick like, Ross and Skrillex. They were on the fucking track. It goes from, he <laughs> goes from, Rick Ross goes from, oh, talking all his shit, and then Skrillex coming in. Boom, 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 and I'm like, oh, yep. oh gosh. Shit. But it's, I, it's perfectly balanced. I, I can't disagree I'm gonna, with you. I, this is incredible. I had no. I only knew it. the 21 Pilot songs. Oh, I, I, you, I only Brian, knew that one. All my you're friends. not going to be able to stop listening to Black Bowl Panther. Is game. good though. Please don't get me wrong. Black Panther album is phenomenal, and it was uh-huh. historic, and it's it's it, going to be monumental forever for what Kendrick did with that. Yes, um, but I, yeah, this one is one like okay, uh-huh. the, the Black Panther movie was good, and the soundtrack was good. It's not hard for you to go watch if you're telling me, yeah. Suicide Squad movie may not have been everybody's cup of tea, right. but the album is really, really good. Yep. That's yep. incredible. Yeah. I'm so happy you put that on my radar. I, I feel like Black Panther deserves it. So I feel like we all agree Black Panther needs yeah. to be in this pantheon mm-hmm. we're building. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's basically Long a Kendrick Godzilla album. It is. Squad. It is. I, I mean, uh, so I, th- I feel like that needs to be acknowledged. Also, we'll shout out to the space. comic books for just doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. comic yeah. books are. There, I like when you reach out to an artist and say, "Produce this sound," because you know mm-hmm. Black Panther needed that sound that Kendrick could 
it sounded like uh, Black Panther. Yeah. It, I, I mean, my favorite story with that is Kendrick did the one song. He's like, no, I'm doing the whole album mm-hmm. now. And everyone's like, okay, nobody mm-hmm. at Marvel said no mm-hmm. to him. And mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like that's the power of Kendrick. Yep. Yeah. But Brian. Well, Oh, Brian, sorry. Please. No, go ahead, Doug. Sorry. No, what I was going to say is I just appreciated like the it's that it, it's it's another thing to add to the reason why Black Panther is so good is that right. like yes. the commitment to like authentic sounds on authentic pieces like elements within it that were just yeah. really yeah mm-hmm. the authenticity and both the album and the visuals <laughs> and the costumes just top to bottom is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about I, Purple I, Lamborghini. I have favorited the Suicide Squad colon the album in my spotify so i will be listening to this later uh because i mean this i don't even know how to categorize all the people on here it's like i don't know whoever whoever was in charge of this you were a bold one that's the definition of a mixtape it is not all the same artists it's very it's very diverse no it's not yeah but brian what so i'm interested because you posed this question to us in the chat so what is your answer so I have a lot of albums like this mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, I'm going to give some honorable mentions here really quick before I go on to the main show. Uh, but I'm going to say the daredevil, the Ben Affleck daredevil mm-hmm. uh, okay. album has some bangers. It is That's all true. essentially like kind of almost screamo rock except for the Evanescence song, but most of it's pretty good. Um, so if you need like a good workout album or a good oh. lift album, that's a good one. That's all right. Um, that's a good I, one. I will say that from experience. Uh, Honestly, all of the Transformers like albums in part. It's yeah. like in it is world. like a time capsule of like mid 2000s mm-hmm. to late 2000s like mm-hmm. pop rock is mm-hmm. the best way I can say it. Yeah. I don't know if it's good, but if you ever need a time capsule <laughs> or if you just want to point to something, all of good. those Transformers albums like that's it. Yeah. Um yeah. so I feel like I need to give a shout out there uh i wrote something else down here um but yeah anyway we already talked about black panther anyway the reason i bring this up is because i believe my my the favorite the best for me is the original fantastic four hmm. album okay from, okay from and inspired by the film and you're gonna be like what but uh it has a good blend of both rock and roll and hip hop. Also, mm-hmm. there's like an acoustic number randomly in the middle. It truly feels like Fantastic Four is like, how are we gonna get people to see our movie? And then they like just tried to cover all the quadrants with their songs. Like we're talking some 41. We're ta- there's like yep. a 50 Cent song on there. Uh, there is a Wood uh, Banks is on there. Banks is on there. Uh, Velvet Revolver. If you're familiar with that band, oh, yeah. it's like people from Guns and Roses and Stone Temple Pilots made a yep. band. Uh, they're on fire i'm totally blanking on the artist but that's uh that's, that's lloyd banks that's the lloyd banks that's, right. that's the lloyd banks one yeah like yeah. there's chingy is also on here <laughs> he also yes. is on there with a song yes. called relax relax yeah like there's some decent stuff on here so <laughs> i just that's the one i hold up as like this is this is it this is premium music from and inspired by experience so okay. But I do. I do, I need to give a shout out to Marcus. That that Suicide Squad album. You told me about it, and I was like, okay. And then now you detailing it to me. It's like I need to listen to this album like, yeah. immediately. I feel like if because you like the Fantastic Four, which mind you, I don't think I've listened to this because back then growing up, I never paid attention to. So the difference between the scores coming out 
yes and the and the actual sound and oh, the soundtrack sure. the difference in the two yeah so i don't think i've ever listened to this but based off of this playlist and the songs that are on there i feel like you're gonna love like the suicide squad album I, yes pretty much like yeah. i i yeah. i can't wait i'm, and you're I'm right so about the transformer shit it does put you in this pocket <laughs> capsule because yeah it's lincoln park i don't know they were just on top of their game that entire I, run i don't know what contract they got but it was like transformers movie yes. Lincoln Park song, yeah, yeah. like it was well, incredible yeah. stuff. I, I remember distinctly Optimus Prime like mm-hmm. talking to space while what I've done is just playing in the background, right? Like, but we'll be here looking for like, all of it. It's just it was good. Oh, that I gave me chills. It just shit. took me yeah. back. Yeah. So yeah. there, there is. I can't remember the TikTok channel, but there's a guy out there. I think it's a guy. There's a person out there who's legit. They just make the cut of like any movie and they'll be like this is the transformers cut and then they'll just like stop talking mid-sentence and just blare lincoln park <laughs> in the middle of the video and roll yeah. credits and it's like this is how every hilarious that's hilarious i feel like so here's what i would like to see i wonder why star wars doesn't do something like this mm. or uh, you know um oh, marvel oh i could see i could see marvel doing something like and dc still does I, it you know obviously with the justice I, league I'm very surprised Marvel doesn't do it. I, like yeah. Marvel, well, seems, they did it with Black Panther. Hanging through, they're ki- and they're kind of doing it. They're kind of doing it with the songs that are at the end of Miss Marvel. Oh, that soundtrack is incredible. Talk about a show. Yeah, that's that thing is is really good because it, <sighs> yeah. you know it relates to her. You know, it's her all yeah. It, it, you know, it's it really relates to her and it reflects yeah. yes. who she is as a character. But I'm really surprised that. It's not a Star Wars thing to do, but would it? I, so here's what I've always imagined: if I did a Mace Windu TV show, yes, oh, I would have Ryan Coogler direct it, that right? Shit. And I would <laughs> <Really>? have, <laughs> thank you. I would have <laughs> Ryan Coogler. So okay, here's my thing: what is the, the? Can you look up the guy who played Morpheus in the new Matrix yeah. Resurrections? I, I, oh, yeah. I, I can't remember his name. Here's yes. my pitch. He would be my pitch for it, and, and just because it relates to this. Um, I would do a young Morpheus series, okay? Yes. And it would just be called Morpheus. I mean, uh, sorry, I would do a young Windu series. It would just be yes. called Windu, right? And it would be like how he, his journey and how he yep. became, because Windu is a black Jedi, first of all, and that's like, you know, mm-hmm. all or shit. And he's it one is. of the strongest on the council, okay? So yes. that's something else. Imagine a young Windu series, okay? Yeah. And it yep. goes and like, it maybe goes into his Jedi training and everything that he needs to learn and what his journey looked like. Um, and then how he gets the purple saber and that's it's the whole series goes and follows young Windu. But then at the end of the series, you have the resurrection of Samuel Jackson's Windu because <laughs> um, you see that he's alive this whole time. And my person I to play it. Mace Windu, the younger version of Mace Windu would be Yaha Abdul Mateen the second. Yes. And he was All young right. Morpheus in uh, Matrix Resurrections. And he's been a lot yep. uh, also in Candyman, too. If you're more yes. familiar with that. Oh, um, yeah. So. I would have that, but a an album for that would be really good because Creed's soundtrack was really, really good. Creed's was good. Yeah. Creed's first soundtrack and the second one was kind of good, but the first one was really, really good, mm-hmm. right? So imagine yeah. a Mace Windu project that did a well-balanced, like, hip-hop, young, fresh sound soundtrack yeah. yes. from our favorite artists. And yes. I just think that that would be dope. Like maybe they should be doing that more in Star Wars to make it more relatable. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't fit the tone, but that's what I would like. I, 
I mean, I, I feel like Star Wars has been at this level of like it's the sacred text mm-hmm. that I feel like it does I feel, feel like we way. need to experiment with it a little bit. And I feel like mm-hmm. I can't think of a better example than the one you've like than the one you've talked yeah. about. Yeah. Um, like also, this is a universe that has space jazz. Surely we can have <laughs> space music and yes. other genres, yeah. right? But well, in the um the Star Wars Visions TV show, they had that soundtrack <laughs> is also really good. Yeah, yeah. They had a whole rock I band. I was like, God dang! I, and I went to actually, <laughs> I downloaded like four songs from that series, that season one of Visions, so because it was just so good. really good music. So I was, they should do this, yeah, more. Well, and music is such a big part of Star Wars. It, right. It's always just kind of been like, I'm surprised right. you never even did like a Celine Dion type mm-hmm. situation, epic ballad <laughs> type thing. That would be. Or, or, a, just, or a or the blue lady from the fifth element. Ooh, blue lady fifth element situation. I like, <laughs> yeah. This is shocking My to iteration. me. But well, to who think, knows? And to think again, and, and you read this more like in the books, like where they really kind of get into some of the music type stuff. But like you have to believe that they're zipping and zopping around in fucking spaceships. They're not bopping to something. Like they're not. Oh. They're just hanging out in dead fucking silence. Like, like, you know how quiet space has to be. I, like I have something of substance to add to this. In the Alphabet Squadron <laughs> books, there's a pilot who legit like keeps like essentially a ton of jump drives in her cockpit, yeah. and then she just pops in whatever when she's like fighting. That's what I was fighters. thinking of, Brian. Mm-hmm. And you, you mean like, to tell me Anakin's not in a starship bumping like alternative rock or whatever emo team music <laughs> oh, that he wants no, to listen Anakin's to? Anakin's listening to Creed. Oh, like, yeah, 100% sure. Creed, sure. human for play sure. type stuff. For sure. And he for thinks sure. it's like super edgy and it's not. And Obi-Wan's like, Anakin, please turn, turn off this this music. He's like, no, I'm, I'm connecting. I'm connecting with this music. He's using, using the force to play it in everybody's head yeah. during the battle. He's He's listening. He's listening to Living Clay on repeat. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. And Obi Wan's just like shaking his head. Fuck and poor Padme's like, you know, there's like Naboo other bands. Like, it never reaches the heights of human clay. <laughs> it's just um, it's, anyway. That's what I think. Human Clay to. was peak music. Well, gentlemen, that was fantastic. That was I am good. great job, Brian. I'm so excited about oh, that. Shucks. Thank you for the question, Brian. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. Well, we are going to pivot on over into a, a little bit of a mini review for the movie yeah. Lightyear. Let's talk about Lightyear. And so Marcus and I uh, saw that this weekend. I brought Harrison because it's a kid's movie. Yeah. Uh, and again, I really want to go back to that. Just I want everybody to hear me again. This is a kid's movie. So let's let's not ask questions like, why the fuck would they make this? Like, it's a goddamn kid's movie. Can we relax just a smidge? Um, because some of the videos I'm seeing on TikTok are like, wasting my time with Lightyear. I didn't need it. Like, Which is so weird. Dude. Like, this is a movie. Like, if you're watching the live stream, my title is This Isn't the Toy. This is the origin story of and like of the Chris Evans tweet, if you're not familiar yes. with it. Like, this is the sci-fi film that Andy, like, basically, this was yeah. Andy's Star Wars and Toy Story. So, oh, like, yeah. it's not all going to make sense and it doesn't need to. Hell of a no. comparison. That's right. Anyway. Oh, well, I also want to take what Doug just said. And also... I don't want people to use it as a weapon or as a response to mm-hmm. the same sex kiss because yes, it is a kid's movie, but also yeah. realize the world that your kids is living in ain't the same world that you've been living in in the bubble oh you've gosh. been living in. Ooh. So I'm tired of having this goddamn conversation. When you walk out, they are watching worse stuff. 
I literally, you can literally watch on Twitter somebody die. Like, and when <laughs> that, that I mean, that's happening and yes. all this other stuff, you, they literally upload it on Twitter raw, unfiltered. So please stop approaching me about goddamn same sex kisses yeah. ruined this film. It did yeah, not. It like, was two seconds. You could have blinked and missed the whole thing. And, and yep. we also talk about how, like, they also, there was so many other things. It's like, if they don't out, like, if they don't, like, outwardly talk about it, it's not a problem. So mm -hmm. they're allowed to, like, have kids together and have a family together and all of that. But they kiss. But they can't kiss. It's a fucking bridge too far. <laughs> like, like I and that's understand just so stupid. You, you're in full control of what you want your kids to see. I, I respect that. As parents, you, you decide on what you want your kids to see. But that scene was literally i'm thinking they were gonna it's a disney movie right but i'm thinking yeah. the way that people were talking about it in china had banned it and the way they bring no, i'm thinking they gosh. tongue kissing each other i'm thinking it was a full <laughs> fledged like a whole scene about <laughs> they, it no, they are it not. was a peck and it was over yeah no and i i want to say like this is the type of culture warrior stuff that like these types of groups of people want to draw you into and they'll mm -hmm. be like they'll point to some really hyped up movie mm -hmm. or whatever and it's like just someone having a normal day <laughs> just i'm having a normal day and i'm gonna kiss this person that i love moving on and yeah. like they want to create so much buzz and like mm -hmm. draft off of it that like they try to get that attention or even just get to the next person and it's just it's it's still ridiculous it mm -hmm. shouldn't even be a thing like it shouldn't take chris evans saying something to disney to get this back in the movie after it was cut. Like yeah, we shouldn't yeah. have to go to Chris Evans to do this. Like that's right, not how right. this works. No, like no. we just, we're adults and we accept things in our world. Disney's being forced to pick a side though. We had this conversation a while ago Yeah, and Disney is being forced to, we don't live in a world where you can kind of teeter the line anymore. Like yeah. it's uh, people are pushing star Wars, even star Wars <laughs> tweeting at people saying, He's like, well, I don't like politics yeah. in my, I don't like politics in my Star Wars. And they were like, dude, the thing is called Star Wars. Like the official <laughs> Star bad Wars. Bad news. Like you, like yeah. what are you talking about? So right. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, but, that's ridiculous. But anyway, we we saw this movie, and I saw. I'm glad everybody gave that gave that preface. Um, no, you did a Doug, great job. Well, and here's the other thing. Just fast, sorry before I move us all on, because yeah. I have one more thing to say, and it's our podcast. Yeah. If as a parent you feel podcast. caught off guard by a moment like this in a movie and you're not sure how to explain it i sympathize just do your homework ahead of time then mm. you know what i mean like just mm. do a little and if that's if you're not prepared I like i get it like it's hard the world is confusing and moves fast and you can get mad at a movie because they didn't give you time to prepare for that but also you shouldn't have to prepare just let it sit there if there's a question, answer the question. Like it's, it's not. This doesn't have to be overly complicated. This can be. It's, don't make it's it harder not. than. Don't have to make it. Don't make it harder than it is. Like, mm -hmm. well, they didn't give me a chance to offer an explanation to my eight-year-old. Just leave it there. <laughs> I mean, Why does there have I to be? Think just leave it there. I always think it's funny. You know, like people will watch their kids watch these like super hyper violent movies oh, or like right. Avengers, where mm -hmm. like Ultron is literally like, I'm gonna he's kill a killer everybody. robot. Mm -hmm. Parents have no problem with that. Like no. when their kids are like, "Hey, is all can Ultron kill me?" No, he's a fictional character. Robots can't kill you or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then, like the moment it's about something like you're maybe not exposed to or uh -huh. something you're unfamiliar with, you're like, "I need time to prepare. <laughs> I need to, I need to, to read a, a lexicon, and I need to understand the." Re it's like, no, 
Just yeah. talk to your kid. Just talk, talk leave it to there. your kid. Right. You don't prep your kid when you take him to Lord of the Rings about <laughs> gremlins and hobbits. <laughs> you just answer the question. You don't yeah. prep your kid about like space yeah. jazz. They just ask, is there jazz in space and Star Wars? And you say, yeah. So a lot of y'all anyway. took y'all kids to Passion of the Christ too. I was there for that. And Oof, I was, I was, I was, I was, I watched Passion of the Christ, and Oof. that ain't no, uh, sorry, that ain't no PG 13. <laughs> like, hey, there was some shit in there. And I worked at a movie theater during that time. Did oof. you? Oh, no, that was a big oof. Yeah, so if you're gonna do All one, right. come on now. Yeah, I, but gentlemen, I guess we've, I guess we've dunked on these people enough, right? We have, we can, yeah. we can stop dunking on them. But we right. saw this, it was, I mean, Marcus, do we, should we do a barbershop summary? Do, maybe, oh, maybe not. Yeah, okay, I could do one real quick. I okay, mean, just give us a quick one. Real quick. Okay, so what had happened was this is the this is the movie that Andy saw when he was a kid. Okay, so when in the first Toy Story, Andy brings home this new action figure. It's a Buzz Lightyear action figure. Woody was his favorite. We all know the story, right? Maybe mm-hmm. we don't. Know. I don't want to assume. So, um, Woody, uh, this is the movie that Andy saw, which made him love Buzz Lightyear, and he got an action figure for. This follows the story of Buzz Lightyear uh, and his team. They are all the Space Squadron. What do they call the Space Rangers? Space all Rangers. The, all the Space Space Squadron. The Space Rangers are all on, on this. Uh, they're stuck on this planet um, because their hyperdrive crystal broke. So spending all this time trying to figure out how to make a new hyperdrive crystal, um, and he is the test pilot for that. He feels as if the entire world is on his shoulders. The entire movie that he has. To finish the mission, he's got to do it by himself. That is literally, literally the message, right? It's so, movie, yep. He goes, um, and he says, "I'm going to be the one. I got to finish the mission. I got to get us back home." He goes, and then he, uh, they spend all of this time trying to get new crystals. As they're making new crystals, and he tests out the hyperdrive, he loses time, so he stays the same uh, age and all this other stuff as he goes around the sun and takes a trip. But the things around him like age, so everybody else ages like four years forward. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, by the way, really quick spoiler alert in case, yeah, there's, there's gonna be spoilers here in case any of you wanted to see Lightyear. And we're not used to doing like a mini review, so we don't do the full yeah. like, Brian, make sure did you, we did you see this? No, no, I did. I did oh. not have a chance to see this. I saw, Ooh. I saw Jurassic Park though, which we can talk about later. <laughs> oh shit! No, okay, no, go ahead, please. This is sorry. Right we should have said spoilers. I'm good. Oh, like, we did I want to make it very clear. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Sorry, my man. We should have said spoilers. Anyway, Hilarious. um, go as ahead. they test out the crystal, um, they different have different combinations for the crystal and stuff. Uh, he stays the same age. And every the world around him goes forward like four years. The people on the planet around him, they go time fast forwards at four years or whatever. So he ends up going around this trip so much that his original team passes away by the time that they find the crystal that actually works. He comes back, mm-hmm. has to run in with some robots and some stuff. They got to get this crystal. Um, and that's basically the movie of battling for this crystal and him finding out that he doesn't have to do it on his own and what it means to be a space ranger, what it means to be on a mission. Yep. 100%. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah, a little it. bit of it. Little yep. Bit. Um, quick cast Chris Evans is Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> yeah, Palmer is. plays Izzy Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Peter Son plays Sox, which is the robot cat. Can Taika we... Watiti plays Mo Morrison. Um, Dale, so what? Sorry, that was he basically played himself. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he just played himself. Dale Souls plays uh, Darby Steele, and then James Brolin plays Zerg. Uzo Aduba. Oh. A, a Aduba, yeah, plays Alicia Hawthorne, um, and Isaiah Whitlock Jr. plays Commander Burnside. So that's kind of the cast in this. 
um my quick like this was fun like mm-hmm. i don't think there's i mean it were there things that were confusing yeah i was a little really? lost what yeah, was confusing was, there was a couple parts of it where i was just a little lost but it's so like it doesn't matter that i yeah. like i quickly moved by it where i was like oh okay Ooh. um <clears throat> and it's you asked me like it was about um it was about the kids and we were like how wait what like we were just confused yeah yeah about because in one sequence um his friend who was a space ranger the like right. the commander yeah she has kids with her wife and in okay. one scene it's her son but mm-hmm. in a different scene it's her daughter and we were like how many kids does she have i was just lost by that moment of yeah. like gotcha how many kids do you have we you, only saw the one you have to keep up a little bit during the time, time passing stuff. the time traveling stuff. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. Because yeah. um because of the time difference and how many years is Agent Four, we literally I had to do the math inside the movie theater. So I, I get, yeah, like, I, wait, I get what? what Doug is talking about of like yeah. how many years passed since he was gone and how what and like in the relation to how many yeah. trips he took. It's yeah. a lot. It's a it's a lot in that part. Yeah. They gotcha. it, basically the premise is for every he's going, it's a 40 second trip. But it was four years. And the longer he spends in hyperdrive, the longer it advances forward. Oh, so, so it was only four years? It wasn't like 40? Well, here's the problem. He makes like 15 attempts. Mm-hmm. And it and it's put in a mon- <laughs> it put in a montage, not amazing. And, and then never deliberately said this is trip number 15. Or but and, right. and here's the other part. He was self-narrating the entire movie like he does in Toy Story. Yeah. So it could have been put in there like, hi, this is Buzz Lightyear from Star Command. This is true. That's 14. amazing. They didn't, yes. I don't think they did it. Maybe. No. And, and so, yeah. So it, there was a lot of like, holy shit, how many? I literally turned to Marcus. I was like, how much time has gone by? Like, yeah. what year is it? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, there was a little bit of that. But cool. all in all, it was a fun space movie. No, like, it was, it was just a fun space movie. It kind of blew my mind. Okay, here's here's the thing I was nitpicky about, right? I was like, is this this is the movie that Andy saw when he was a kid, right? These yeah, graphics are incredible. Because <laughs> this, this shit should have I remember when I saw Transformers for the first time, that shit blew my mind. The first so like, the the Mike the first Michael Bay Transformers was transcendent. Yeah. It was incredible. The sound effects, the visual effects. Yeah. I'm looking at this movie because for one, it's a compliment to the movie. Them, the colors are amazing. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like it yeah. looks. It, the it looks. If you needed a movie to sell a toy, you did it. This is it. Yeah. yeah. Because right even on. I left thinking like, man, maybe I should go get me like a Buzz Lightyear action figure or some yeah. shit. Because they made everything look good. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's just kind of funny when I think I'm like, man, if Andy was watching this shit at his age, this shit had to be like blowing his goddamn little ass. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You know, that's just me. Well, and I think the other thing that I really appreciated about the movie was like not only that, but there were so many like callbacks to mm-hmm. Buzz as an action figure that like yeah. if yeah. you were paying attention and you grew up with Toy Story and I've watched it, man, how many times? I mean, oh out, my gosh. Like, how many times have I seen the original? I that mean, was there were so many things where you were like, oh, and mm-hmm. oh, okay, that makes sense. Why Buzz does that now? And so it just kind of offered an explanation, yeah, um, on some of that stuff, which was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought that was fun. I gotta admit, it is just a movie. It, the, I had to get over. This felt like Captain America was just it, oh, because it's Chris, Chris Evans. Evans his voice, yeah, it just literally was like Captain America in a Space Ranger movie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, his voice. Oh, that was is... one thing I had to get over, but. His voice is going to be hard to move past. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be I, really hard. 
Honestly, like I think he if I, he probably doesn't want this, but he could have such a huge voice acting career if he oh, really yeah. wanted to. I yeah. mean, just this was just the start. Days. Yeah, but and that was the other thing about the characters is like you have to remember it's a kids movie because I, me and Doug kind of had this conversation with like it felt like Captain America if you turned it up to eleven and it was it was goofy in a, in a goofy. I can't wait to way. see it now. Yeah. <laughs> It yeah. was good though, because he's 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 talking to himself in a thing, he's keeping track, and he, mm-hmm. you know, he's very stoic and heroic. And oh yeah, Chris Evans does well at that. And because he was in cap, I think you know, you know, he does good at that. But this is only the start for him, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Sure. But it was a fun movie, it's worth a watch. I mean, I get if you want to wait until it comes out on Disney Plus, especially um, it seems like the big battle right now seems to be between Top Gun and everybody else. So well, and I, Jurassic Park I, as well. Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Like, yeah, shitting on that. It made like 400 million, I think, is what the article one of the articles said. Yeah, like, yeah. like Jurassic yeah, Park took the top I spot. I mean, like, do you like my question to you all for seeing the movie? So, there's two things one, it sounds like they changed something with Zerg. Is they this did. like, was it reality it's, breaking for you all, or do you think this was maybe clickbait that I what, saw? How was Zerg? What was it in the original with Zerg? Zerg was just, I mean, uh, Zerg was just a robot, like, he, he was called he was just he, like. He was called Evil Emperor Zerg. Yeah. But, but it, I mean, I thought that the kind of like what they did with it was essentially it's spoiler alert, Buzz from the future is in a big robot costume because essentially what, yeah, essentially what happens is multiple realities take off and this Buzz keeps going into the future as far as he can and discovers all the like robot tech and creates a whole like army and nation of robots that are trying to say buzz but can't so it comes out zerg and then versus young buzz and kind of like i have this oh that sounds so cool yeah yeah it's it's cool i I, I was kind of nitpicky with it i didn't really care for really the reasoning why I, oh, I, sure. feel, I enjoyed why that it was a future buzz. Okay, like that's cool. But yeah. the reason why was because when Buzz is when Buzz's older version, I'm gonna say Buzz's father, when his older version was came back after they found the crystal, he was yeah. brought back and arrested, and he didn't feel like he was welcomed as a hero. So he then he took back off in the ship, and mm-hmm. that was his reason why he wanted to go back in time, make sure it never happened, and yeah, right. stuff, stuff and finish the mission. He was telling him himself. What I didn't understand was. Buzz in this time is learning all of these lessons on the importance of it and yeah. non-importance of not finishing the mission. I know multiple universes. I, I get that. I, I should damn near be a pro yeah. at it now with all of these goddamn TV shows. Shit. But like, it just didn't make sense how the buzz right now. Yeah, wasn't affecting relate to the, the buzz, buzz of the, the future. future. Yeah, got it. That's so, that's, so that's that's the one. That's the one time travel plot hole. But again, it's a kids movie, and a kid a isn't going to be able to understand the. I mean, nature time of the travel in a movie. I I just kind of always just say, tell me the story you want to tell me because mm-hmm. right. it's never yeah. gonna it's never gonna line up perfectly. Yeah. Now I will tell you the message. I now I could be overthinking. Now the mm-hmm. message in it seemed like it was a good message. Buzz was saying. You know, that old you, you just will never get it. We need to go back to the old ways. You know, I, you know, you need to be selfish. You got to be selfish. You got to be, you know, you got to worry about you. You got to finish the mission and all these lessons you're learning. I don't necessarily yeah. agree with it. That was an older version telling him his younger and his younger version is like, no, if you go back in time, then Alicia never meets the love of her life. Yeah. And yeah. then you never meet this person. And like, other people are affected by the decisions you make by yeah. going back in time. I don't know. If that was supposed to, because you know, Pixar always seems to have a hidden message. 
I don't know oh, who yeah. that's supposed to be talking to, be the to adult message. but it was very interesting to me. The the, the 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 adult message very much was you might want to change the past, but changing the past would have consequences for where you are now. Yep, that's well, very much what it feels like. Shit. I mean, I not to like, you know, bang this drum again, but I mean like, you know, over the past two and a half years, I feel like we've had a lot of conversations about responsibility and like I don't know. I can't think of a better story other like yeah. start Buzz Lightyear to be like, hey, like you got to be responsible with all this stuff you have because if you're mm-hmm. not, like you can affect other people, and oh, that's for sure. like bad. Like, and you want to dress that up in a space saga? Sign me up. Yep, yeah. absolutely and fine. My only other core quarrel with this movie Ooh. is um, not using Tim Allen to voice the older Buzz. Um, oh, interesting. interesting. I, I do understand that James Tim Allen Brolin. was the. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. It's a. Is it Tim Allen? It is it was Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Yeah, it is yeah. Tim, Tim Allen. Allen was the toy, and maybe you don't want to go that direction. I don't know why Disney didn't do it, or if he was even approached, or maybe he didn't want to do. It. I don't know. But it would have been interesting to have the younger Buzz by Chris Evans, yeah. and then having the older Buzz be voiced by Tim Allen. I don't, there's yeah. there's a falling off. I think that Tim Allen had. Yeah. And I think that he he did say a lot of uh, he's not so great stuff, not so great stuff. Yeah. And um, I think he just kind of had a hard time because back in Toy Story, the original, I mean, that's peak Tim Allen. Home Improvement was yeah. on. Yeah. He was still touring as a comic. He was in the movie. Wasn't that then, Santa Claus, too? And Santa Claus was a whole been. thing. Or the original Santa Claus, whatever. Yeah. And so then he's and then he kind of fell off after the whole like drug stuff. And then like some not so great things came out. And then. Yeah, I think he just they were like, no, let's well, not. It was I mean, I'm just going to say it. It's like when he like, I don't know if he was auditioning for Fox News or if he was trying to get like a pundit role or something. But like it just everything took like a far right. Turn. I mean, that was definitely was, and, he was definitely a, he was definitely a character too. like on that last man standing. He was yeah. deep, deep. And it felt like he wasn't yeah. really acting, which was kind of the problem. Possibly. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, anyway, yeah, fuck him. I mean, yeah, it, it's, 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 <laughs> I mean, you're not in the movie. I can't go back and change that. So it is right. what it is. So well, that's kind I of, mean, just and Chris it. Evans has to be so easy to work with. I mean, I'm that guy. Mm hmm. So well, and I feel like if again, if the if the commentary on the movie is like you can't go back and change it, you kind of just have to make do with what you have. And everybody's like, "Well, why can't it be Tim Allen?" It's like, watch the movie, and maybe you might know why. <laughs> like the movie, you'll understand. And also, I did like the voice cast on this. It was oh it was yeah, also really good too as well. Yeah, it was really yeah, good. Kiki Palmer, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Jesus, not just Kiki. But I mean, they had a um, Whitlock. What is it? Whitlock? Yeah, everybody um, was good. Everybody, everybody was, good. was just good. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Yeah, yeah. It just made it made you Google. Who the voice cast was because you would hear him and it's like, man, this is like, yeah, really good and yeah. a diverse animation too as well. I thought that was good too. No, yeah. I was just singling her out because I feel like she's, I feel like she is just now like mm-hmm. starting to like pop off and mm-hmm. like I remember her all the way back when she was just doing Disney like mm-hmm. baking shows. True so, Jackson VP. Yep. Like yeah. so, I'm happy for her. So I hope this continues a good trend for her. The last thing I'll say is, if anybody's curious, when's Woody going to get his? He got his. It's called Toy Story 2. So we don't need <laughs> yeah, to do it. It is to- uh, It is absolutely Toy Story so 2. All of y'all who are like, hey, when are we going to do Woody? Go watch Toy Story 2. You did Woody. Because if you do Woody, do you got to do Mr. Potato Head too? Like, how does this work? I don't. I fuck. Kill me if that happens. I don't. Whoa. I don't want to watch that at all. Okay. Let me dive into like a little. Okay. Two things. One. 
obviously I'm going to see this. I'm a sci-fi nerd and yeah. I love Toy Story. I'm right, obviously yeah. going to see this. You watch it with your kids, Brian. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch it with my kids when it comes mm-hmm. to Disney Plus. Like I'm absolutely that audience. Uh, would you recommend this though to somebody that's like, like I enjoyed the Toy Story films. Like, do you feel like it's the same mileage? Do you feel like this is no. maybe the reason it didn't perform well? Like, I, it, what's your take on that? Different. I think, I think people walked into it. I think there were a lot of expectations that this was going to feel like Toy Story. And okay. it is not. I mean, mm-hmm. the best way I can put it is it's like, it's a Star Trek episode with time travel and yep. a little bit more robots built into it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah. I mean, that's really the best way to describe it. And so yeah. I think if you go into this being like, oh man, I can't wait to get more Toy Story with Lightyear, you're going to walk out of this disappointed. Man. I would, I would relate it more to the animation, like the, is that the 90s or the, uh, the 90s? Buzz Lightyear TV show, like yeah. the Buzz Lightyear. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I would relate. This relates more closely to that yeah. than it does anything else. And even the the there's like three after credit scenes in this movie. Those are randomly structured. Too. All of the and w- thank you for saying that. One of there's three after credit scenes. I think you related more to that. Period. Let me finish that sentence. The way that they put their three after credit scenes made no sense. Made zero sense to me. Huh. One yeah. was all the way at the end at the like after they showed the Disney, the thing going over the Disney the yeah. castle and stuff. And it goes after the Pixar thing jumps over the eye. There's one all the way at the end. Absolute end of this movie. It's weird. Huh. I have no idea why. And, it was, and it was like it's like 10 seconds long. Yeah, it's odd. It's very so odd. That was very strange. But huh, okay. and they're setting up sequels, obviously. So yeah. I mean, well, they could. I mean, that kind of dovetails into news. I mean, like, it, yeah, it only great. made $80 million globally mm-hmm. on a $200 million budget. Did this look like a $200 million movie to you? Yeah, it was fucking polished. Like, yeah, I would say okay. it was polished. The animation was yeah. super smooth. I felt like it was crisp. I mean, to Marcus's point earlier, he was like, I'm surprised they showed this in 1995. They couldn't do this shit in 1995. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> that just the technology wasn't there. Man. This was smooth as hell. This was smooth. I, they almost I mean, have made it as a separate thing. Like, they shouldn't yeah. have even related it. They to... shouldn't have had that title card. Yeah, they, they, shouldn't, have, they shouldn't have had that in there. Mm-mm. Like it should have just been like, I hey, Pixar's making it. a sci-fi story, and or again, make it like, but the the movie that Andy saw was based off of this character, and yeah. or, you know what I mean, or this character is actually real, and they just did a movie on it because the TV show didn't relate to the to Andy and Toy Story and all no. that shit. So like, you could have done that easily here, but I I wouldn't have related the two. Yeah, yeah I but you have to. That. I know Disney's big in the building connections and universes I mean, and all that other shit yeah i guess like one of the things that always just kind of perplexed me about it obviously i'm into it i'm a sci-fi nerd oh, yeah. i'm an animation nerd I-, I love movies i'm gonna see this like you don't have mm-hmm. to sell me but like i remember seeing the trailer and being like i don't exactly know who this is for like if it's your kid audience you want them to watch toy story but if this is something completely separate from toy story your expectations are totally out of whack mm-hmm. um Brent, remember like how people have described the new set of three star wars movies as like yes. as an adult who grew up watching the first six you <laughs> could bring your kid to this one and you'd have yes. a way to sort of connect that yes. is exactly what this is oh, okay oh fascinating okay got it that's exactly I watched what that. This is. I watched that and did not even think of that because this feels like its <sighs> own 
thing. Um, but yes, you're right, Doug. I mean, it, because again, there were several times where like I leaned over to Marcus, yeah, towards the end, mm -hmm. because there's this Buzz is giving this like like speech about like what their role is as space rangers mm -hmm. and yeah. i turned and marcus is like is this supposed to be something and i was like yeah it's what he says in the commercial in toy story like it's Didn't almost word for word uh, what that is uh, and uh, so there are moments like that and again if you grew up with it and you've seen it umpteen million times yeah. you'd be able to be like yep i've heard that before i know where that's from but i think if you have a fresh face and you're coming into it you could feel a little lost. I mean, Harrison has some knowledge of Toy Story. He's mm -hmm. five, so, you know, memory. But yeah, um, he enjoyed it. Like, he had fun with it. Because, again, it's a good story. It's a fun movie. The animation is really great. I think if you start to peel back and go too deep, I think Disney would be like, stop. Like, don't yeah. go any deeper. Yeah. You don't need to go deeper. It's yeah. just, it is right. what it is. And it relates probably more to Toy Story 2 to me than oh, Toy sure. Story 1. Yeah. Like, you know when Buzz comes, but that's not where Buzz gets his background story from. It's when he goes into the store and he sees all, sees, the, other and he sees all the other buzzes and meets Zerg and all this other stuff. Like, I think you can watch Toy Story 2 and yep. maybe get a better feel. Maybe it's a better, a better connection between the two. Yep. hundred yeah. percent. Right. So awesome. Well, gentlemen, let's pivot on over to news for this week. Mm -hmm. um, Brian, would you like to Hello. start us off with your news piece for this week? My news piece, everybody, is uh, Marvel-related, MCU-related, and mm -hmm. I shared it with the gentleman in the uh, in the group chat before we started, but Kevin Feige, in an interview with Total Film, uh, essentially said, I'll find the direct quote, but uh, he had, paraphrasing here, he said in an interview that we will be knowing more about the roadmap for the MCU movies in the next coming months. Okay. So... That is coming. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about what that means, but how are you all feeling about that? I mean, I I feel pretty... <laughs> I'm glad to have some type of clarity. Mm -hmm. um, again, he was pretty silent. I mean, I feel... I try not to get my hopes up with clarity because I feel right. like we've been sort of, at least as fans, for at least Doctor Strange and then Spider-Man No Way Home, a lot of this felt like we're going to get an answer. We're going to get an answer. And we've not gotten anywhere closer to an answer. Yeah. The fact that he has said it makes it a little bit better, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where it, what it could be, but I also am trying to temper my expectations. The, the totally, uh, the, the, the direct quote is, I think there have been many clues already that are at least apparent to me of where this whole saga is going, but we'll be a little more direct about that in the coming months to set a plan. So audiences who want to see the bigger picture can see a tiny, tiny bit more of the roadmap. Yeah. It's that tiny, that. tiny part uh, that makes me angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I need you. I'm be honest with you. I need y'all to hurry the hell up because <laughs> my patience is like thin. It's, I mean, it's, it's it, because there's a lot going on and no answers and movies we you get to the end of a movie. What movie did we get the end of? And there was no. It was some. It was some BS. The after it was scene. Eternals. Was it Eternals or it was Eternals? Been, uh, I think it might have been Eternals. I can't remember, but it was just like okay. Even the series, we knew Thunderbolts was coming, y'all. We called that shit. Called, yeah, we called, we that, called that right yeah. last year. Rain. We called it last year, and there's another time yeah. we and I asked the guys like, "Are we profits or is Marvel getting predictable?" <laughs> And well, I don't I mean, know what the answer is. 
I don't want to anger anyone. So profits no. feels like someone might come I mean, for me. Okay, I'm gonna call out. Some, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say this. If yeah. you, if this is a surprise to you, or if like you're like, wow, they really knew all about Thunderbolts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you should probably like invest in some media literacy, whether that mm-hmm. is like actually taking an official academic course. There's also some good YouTube stuff. There's a lot of bad YouTube stuff, but like actual media literacy, because when Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out and the end of that entire show, however we may feel about it, mm-hmm. is essentially Contessa being like, hey, hey there, John Walker. I'm in a hallway recruiting you. Why would you show that? And then quite yeah. literally you have Sharon running down the steps of the Capitol being like, Hey, mm-hmm. I, I'm in. Like mm-hmm. that is clearly a thread that is that is going to happen right. er, on Earthbound, and then quite literally everything with the multiverse stuff, from Loki to Doctor Strange to even it being hinted at, at Wanda. Like if you miss it in Wanda, I think it's forgivable. It was literally the Nexus commercial, mm-hmm. um, yeah, which can be forgiven if you don't even know what a Nexus being is, which is already an obscure thing. Um, but between Multiverse of Madness and Loki, if you're keeping up, there are these two very distinct threads that are probably coming crashing at each other. So, yeah. like, it, I'm I'm surprised, but not surprised that he said this a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm over it. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I really don't like taking uh, a multivitamin. I always feel like I have to take six or seven different pills just to make sure that I'm getting a complete picture of vitamins and nutrients that I need to take on a daily basis. And it made it really easy and really simple to ensure that I was getting all the necessary vitamins to stay healthy and on top of my game. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. I personally consume this because, as I mentioned, it is hard as a dad when you're constantly on the go to make sure that you're getting all your vitamins and nutrients and minerals, all the things you need to stay healthy and to keep showing up for your family. So it's really easy. I take it right away in the morning, right when I get back from the gym, and it really makes my day so much better. I also love the fact that it is super easy to bring with me uh, because, you know, travels become a new thing, especially now that the pandemic is kind of shifting into a new phase, and I love that. I can bring it with me. I really appreciate the fact that it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. I also really appreciate the fact that it costs them less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit um, and that is something really hard to find. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I, I also kind of... I. I'm willing to forgive someone 
who maybe likes Marvel movies, but does not want to dive into the comic books for mm-hmm. being exasperated and not knowing what's going on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I do not envy the position that Kevin Feige <laughs> is in no. because he has essentially said, how do I make a movie that is just <laughs> enough fast and furious? You don't have to pay yep. attention, yep. but also just enough to people who have made their entirety, entire identity as human beings around this. <laughs> how do I bring them together? You don't just say they ain't got no personality. I mean, look, I'm going to say this for people that like really get into this Marvel stuff like <laughs> us. This is what we live for. Like this is oh, this is I, what we came I, to I the am, Marvel fandom for. Sure. I am calling my. Uh, this is not like. This is not like Ant eh, nerd. This is like, hey pot. I'm kettle. We're black, right? Like this is. Hey, that's my is, line. Th- <laughs> Happy Juneteenth. None of the happy Juneteenth. <laughs> this is none of this is like me calling anybody out. I'm calling myself out. Like there are moments of this where I have read, I've read it like a shitload of Moon Knight stuff, and there was stuff in that show where I was like, "Wow, well, actually, like there was like a lot of that." <laughs> but somehow Kevin Feige manages to do things like, you know, yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where he can whether we liked it or hated it, bring people together who both were there for the action and also who were there to see what they did with this whole version of cap now going forward. So I think it's not an easy road to take. So if he says we're going to get something, I mean, he's going to have to take that. That's what he's saying. I feel like that's what he's saying is like, Hey, if you've been watching our movies, you're going to get some clarity on where we're going with it. But Hey, comic book fans, something else you're going to recognize is coming too. Yeah. It's just that's a good way to put whatever it. that version of it is. So yeah, no, no shade thrown at comic book folk. I'm, I, I am more. I'm I among more those folks. I, I, oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I feel like they are, or have, there's a lot of people who watch the Marvel movies that do not read the comic books. Oh, 100%. oh absolutely. No. And they no. just, and, and I'm trying to figure out who that message is for. Is that message for people who don't read comics and have no patience? No, it's, or, it's for, or, it's for us. It's for, is yeah. it for us? The ones it's that have for, been around that he has to re reaffirm that, Hey, everything's going to be okay. I know we haven't said anything. It's not what you're used to. I don't want to have a war between panels here, but I feel like Kevin was like, Hey, Marcus, oh. like just <laughs> hang in there, man. That, like it's coming. I believe, <laughs> yes. I believe in Kevin. And I've said this before that Lord help the day that Kevin decides to either quit, move on, or God forbid <laughs> like something happens. Like you said happens. by the beer truck Agreed. or something. Yeah. Because Agreed. I don't know what happens after this. It seems like he's trying to do everything in the goddamn book. Well, you know, yeah. it kind of what it feels like is after Endgame, he kind of knew they had like carte blanche to do uh-huh. whatever That's they true. wanted. That's so true. it was like Black Widow movie. Why not? Shang-Chi, we're, Loki, Wanda, like... He just kind of went for broke. And I respect that because he cashed in all that goodwill. And I feel like it's now been three years, which is wild to say. It has now been three years since Endgame. Mm -hmm. And the fact that just now they're picking up on this like current of like, "Hmm, some people seem impatient (laughs) to feel like where we're going. I feel like it speaks to that. I don't feel like it's just us because like you knew basically the roadmap by the time you got to captain america i'm gonna say and that came out in 2011 
is, yeah. is my guess. I can't remember. So that was three years. So like we're on this, we're on a similar trajectory here. Yeah. Um. So I feel like either Thor Love and Thunder has a bombshell, uh, maybe a God yeah. bombshell. <laughs> I'll see myself <laughs> out. Yeah, uh it either has a bombshell or d23 is happening in the later half of the year so if i if i was disney and i wanted to get people amped up and tell people stuff i would trot out all the future projects over there and be like hey by the way we're doing secret wars and then get all the headlines that way yeah Yeah. because even they they started anyway they've started which kind of gets leads into my next piece of news please they they so they blade has already started filming Yep. Okay. Ooh. Um, I think they started filming this month or whatever the case. So Blade has already started filming. That's gonna be very interesting on how all of this ties in. And I'm oh sure they gosh. have to kind of beat it. They gotta they have to explain some shit before you start getting into that area of things. Mm-hmm. Because you're getting into some very niche audiences. Oh man. I don't know how yeah. you connect Blade to the rest of this shit, but it'll be interesting. Okay. But don't worry, Kit Harrington's gonna be there. Don't worry, it's gonna I, be fine. I, I feel like you have to do that, right? I'm I'm I don't really want a Blade movie partnered with somebody else, to be honest. Mm, but nope. yeah, I, I get it. I understand you gotta do what you gotta do, but my news more is is about more them thinking down the line. So we had this conversation yeah. about Kevin Feige and Mar- and March Madness of multiverse I mean, madness. I'm sure he's got a great bracket. <laughs> I mean, he can see he's... down there. He's, he can play and shit like the way he played in the Marvel Universe. His bracket <laughs> hits every time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he said that he liked the idea of Raimi as a director because he could be more hands-off and he could just trust a director to yeah. get the vision across. And, you know, that's something that he yep. wants to do more. My news is going to be a rumor, and it's going to be about the Fantastic Four. So this is what the rumor was, okay? Um, Some Reddit sources, so take it with a grain of salt, mind you, have released some possible info about the Fantastic Quartet adaption in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, MCU's uh, The Fantastic Four is planned to have a huge sci-fi influence, um, and Kevin Feige wants uh, The Fantastic Four to be more on a Star Trek footprint makes sense to me okay I'm, I'm i'm on board um it's marvel studio it's going to be marvel studios biggest production for the coming years and the second marvel studio film in 2024 okay so they are also saying the fantastic four will not be focused on the events of earth the plans are going to be that the franchise will act only in space something like guardians of the galaxy that's awesome Gentlemen, what do you think about it? Do you like it? What would you change? I don't know. Oh, Actually, so. I, I already got a word. I already got a word in. Doug. Yeah, come what on. What's, what's up? First <laughs> off, saying that it's going to have a sci-fi element, there is a young man who turns his entire body on fire. Uh, <laughs> no shit, there's going to be a sci-fi element. Have like, we had a sci-fi element in Marvel though yet? To be to be honest, look. Let's look do at. Do you know a lot of people who turn themselves into giant lizards and try to turn I New mean, York into giant it, lizards? Okay, but hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Mar- Marcus, I don't know, man. I, yeah, I might be wrong on this one. I'll be honest with you, but I'm curious. You know, you know, I love to argue. You know me. I like I to do. do know let, let the man speak. When you say Star Trek, that is an entirely different beast. Because when I look yes. at Star Trek and Jedi and Star Wars, like Jedi, oh. that is sci-fi to the core. Oh, sure. Yes. We have not gotten even in Miss Marvel. I mean, yeah. um, I'm sorry, uh, even Marvel. in Captain Marvel. Yeah, I feel like that could have been more sci-fi, and that had something yes. to do with space. But yes. we haven't gotten the end of it. Was like the most sci-fi. I feel like not. I'm not going to say that. Mm-mm. The taste of sci-fi that we've gotten is seeing Samuel Jackson in space, Nick Fury, 
when they was like, where is Samuel Jackson? And he's walking and they're in space. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Like that's sci-fi to me. Yeah. Um, especially when, I, and I love Star Trek. I, I think I've said it up here before. Like me and my mom used to watch it all yeah. the time. My Good grandmother had stuff. books. So like when you say sci-fi and Fantastic Four, it feels completely different than what we're getting yes. now. You're right. Somebody does set themselves on fire. This is all. Damn. Right. Well, but it's it's no, it's variations on a theme. I'm kind of yeah, being right. an ass. No, no, no. Um, no, no. It's variation. It's variations on a, it's variations on a theme. Like the theme is the otherworldly. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like and superheroes kind of fall sometimes into that sci-fi element. Not mm-hmm. all the time, but sometimes they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, I don't know. I. I'm excited for something different. I am nervous for what we will hear about it when it comes yeah. out. Yeah. Because oh. because there are there are groups of people who call the Fantastic Four like the royal family. Like they are <sighs> they are on that same no. level of like yeah. Star Wars as like don't please don't mess this up. People yeah. have been asking for a redone since Fantastic Square 4. So like I feel like there's <laughs> I feel like there's so much of this that I feel like a <laughs> oof like maybe hey Kevin I am with you 100% on the weird shit you want to turn out. But if you make another Fantastic Square 4, we are all in a lot of trouble. And they Are may you speaking come of fan fantastic Fantastic, yes. Or, or fantastic. I feel so bad about that for that movie. If I could feel, if that movie was a person, Same. I would literally feel like I have to step in like, y'all, come on. It had enough. Yeah. That is no, enough. They, right. no, no, no. If you saw that movie at the bar, you you have to buy them a drink. Oh, like, yeah. They got done dirty. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Just, that was it just terrible. makes me so, it makes me so nervous that like, I, and mm-hmm. not nervous for what he's going to do. He's earned my trust at this point in time. Well, yeah. And at the other time, he likes the weird stuff he's done. I've really enjoyed. Yeah. It just makes me it, it makes me nervous for him and it makes me nervous for the like someone's gonna have to come out and justify it and i just don't want anyone to have well, to do that i feel like this is the best way for them to go because i feel like otherwise you have to figure out how you get the fantastic four into the mcu right. and we're Folks, we're coming up on our 29th movie in this universe. So, like, we have some stuff established, I think is the best way to say yeah. it. And people would have known about the Baxter building at this point. Or oh, like they would the, have had to. The, 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 the Richards family, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think, you know, I figured the only thing they could do was, like, set it in the 60s when... You could say it was the 60s. It was weird um, and try mm-hmm. to link it that way. And I think this is probably the better way to do it. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be weird already. Fantastic Four is already it already has so many undertones of like rebellion against like the system. Mm-hmm. Like if you read the original 60s run of Fantastic Four, it's essentially like, hey, you know, this perfect like four person family. OK, so we're literally going to light it on fire and make it as weird as possible. And yep. I love it for that. That is one of the reasons I love it. I would even go so far to say it's, you know, uh, there's a really good book. Let me jump back here. It's called New Mutants. I can't remember the author, but they do a great job analyzing like why yeah. Fantastic Four was even queer in some senses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, re- I refer to that book. I'll try to find the author uh, in a little bit. I own it, but essentially fantastic four is weird let it be weird space is the perfect place to be weird and even do a lost in space vibe and and call it a day like i think that's probably the best thing for them i also think marvel could use a star trek ripoff like Mm -hmm. i can't believe i'm saying that but like it it, yeah 
I can see it. And Fantasy. I think like I think it fits. Like if that so if this all comes to pass, I think this all fits perfectly. That's fine. Yeah. And even Fantastic Four, my last point, Fantastic Four got to a point where it's almost like Batman and Spider-Man. I don't need to see Uncle Ben getting his ass bust. I don't nope. need to see uh, Bruce oh, Spears getting his ass bust. I don't need to see the accident in space that yeah, gave him I'm that good. power. Oh like, my I understand that something cosmic happened. I know that Ben struggles with it. I'd be interested to see me drop me off right in the middle of their relationship where everybody has an understanding and know their roles and know how to use their powers. Like yeah, I would be yeah. fine with that. Like I'm okay with that. I don't think I would be upset because I've well, seen it enough. Yeah. Uh, Ramsey Fawaz is the one that I'm uh, referring to. So there is a book, a literal book called The New Mutants, and it is just quite literally psychoanalyzing a bunch of these comics. That's I saw cool. um, I saw him speak when I worked at a different university. Can't recommend uh, the stuff cool. enough. That's awesome. um, and that's where I'm pulling some of that from. And yeah, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, Marcus. I feel like we're kind of past origin stories and Captain Marvel mm -hmm. like was kind of the growing pain of that of just like. We don't want to yeah. tell you all about Carol. Like mm -hmm. she just, she flies. She she yeah. shoots lasers out of her hands. Like just get on board. And I mean, it it, it would be not easy to do, but I suppose your storyline too could be that you know Victor Von Doom is laying low for all this time and kind of keeping to himself and amassing power. And then when he rises, is unfortunately for him the same time that their or their spaceship that was lost in space for a while comes back. I mean, I mean, you could how many do it that launches way. Launches do we have from NASA? Like, uh, I want to say a year, and we're like, okay, like yeah. we won't know anything about this for five, ten years. Like, yeah, I fully believe in the Marvel universe, something would happen in like the late two thousands or whatever. And they're like, yeah, they're gonna go to this nebula, and everyone's like, okay, bye. Yeah, and we gotta study it. Back and you know, it, they could blip. The blip happens, and people forget that they left. Or it's like a whole. Bunch or of you gosh, could even like, have it. Yeah. You yeah. could even do it like, you know, we all saw it could be even like the events of the Avengers were the reasons why they were sent was to go oh, yeah. and explore space to see other areas that they could find to avoid it in the future. Mm -hmm. It'd be yeah. easy to do. Y'all could just hire us. Yeah, right. We're that good at this. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, my piece of news is actually not Marvel related. It's actually that's movie good. related. Yeah, that's um, good. no, we kind of we had a real vibe going. I had two choices <laughs> in stories, but you guys both went with Marvel, so I went a different way. Um, so uh, recently, Michael Mann's movie Heat from 1995 um, had a sort of like a panel uh, at the Tribe Tribeca Film Festival to essentially say like. Hey, what did you? It's been a while since the movie came out, and we haven't done a follow up. I feel like it's very much like getting the actors to talk about the movie to see if there would be any interest. If this article generates some buzz to potentially do like a, you know, legacy sequel again. Oh, no. And the interesting, like, sort of like the interesting tone to this is, you know, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro both star in the movie, and Al Pacino was asked, you know, who would you want to play like your kid or your son or like who would you want to play essentially your role in heat, but in like heat two. And he said that the only person he could see, and it's ex he explicitly states this, there's no quote <laughs> to the article I'm pulling this from. And I get it. I'm getting this from collider. Um, he says there is no one else he would rather see than Timothy Chalamet portray a younger version of his character should a follow-up ever be made that sexy motherfucker you want him to play him i what? yes <laughs> yes 
Pretty um, Boy Paul from Dude. Pretty Boy pretty, Paul. Pretty Boy Paul. Yep. Pretty Boy Paul himself. Now, the <laughs> casting could see the light of day because Michael Mann is working on a follow-up novel to the film that is both a prequel and a sequel. Um, no. And so they're working on a novel that will hit shelves this August. Um, that's supposed to be sort of a like extension of the story. So it's possible in, in that a, we could see this happen. Format? Like it's in a, a book? Yeah, it's going to be a book. But if the book does well, I could see Hollywood being like, yep, fast track it. it. I'm going to um, read it. Yeah, I know, right? Um, it's been 27 years since Heat was released in theaters. Um, and so, yeah, there you there you go. Currently, Michael Mann is working on an Enzo Ferrari movie, an Enzo Ferrari biopic oh, starring, starring Adam Driver. So it's not like he's out of movies. But um, yeah. Gentlemen, thoughts on the casting or just thoughts on potentially like a Heat sequel? <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of out there, I know. Uh, uh, no, I, nope. I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted to be honest. Like, yeah. I, 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 I'm flabbergasted because Timothy Chalamet, I do think he is talented. Oh, yeah, I just want to put that out there. But if I'm the casting person, the Al Pacino in that movie, he's not like you know, devil's advocate, <laughs> like, he's not a losing it. character, but it's not a character that like I think would lend itself to Chalamet's strengths. And I would, I would urge people to look elsewhere because you need somebody that's bombastic, but still has an edge. Uh, and yeah. the, the reason that heat worked was you need because, edge. Well, heat works. Cause the, the heist members are the ones that are straight laced. Like yeah. it's like this kind of reversal of the formula. It's also a good movie in other aspects and it's a good heist movie. Um, Like also the shootout, in LA as they're running away. I feel yeah. like to me, that is iconic. So you would need somebody just a little bit more bombastic. And I just don't see Chalamet doing that. Imagine. And if he did do it, I wouldn't think it was authentic. I don't have another actor. I'm just very surprised. I have so Imagine. many questions for you, Mr. Pacino. Imagine Timothy Chalamet delivering this line. I hear she's got a huge ass and you've got your head. <laughs> All the way up it. Like, that is not something that is a line <laughs> from the movie Heat that I do not envision a one Timothy Chalamet being able to deliver without having some boyish fucking grin on his face. Like, I thought that I, was from Devil's Advocate. Is that from Heat? Right, that's from Heat. Is it really? <laughs> yes, he says Oh it my God. The, oh, no, that's a it, hard no. He says it to Hank Azaria. <laughs> I feel Martin like we... Over here. Because I, I, I feel like we've fallen down. Top Gun did a lot of shit, and I do feel as if Top Gun also sent us down this rabbit hole of recreating legacy movies. Again, I said yes. it at the end of the review. I said, please, Hollywood, don't fucking green light every sequel just because it's yeah. been 30 years since we've seen it. Well, like, we don't need uh, to do that. No. And that's so I'm saying no to the heat thing because well, for it to be pre-planned like that and i i don't i'm gonna say no i don't me marcus day jay doesn't want it now apparently he's been working on the book according to this article from collider he says he's been working on this book for six years like he didn't just like sit down and be like i'm gonna write a heat sequel like he yeah. and his co-author meg gardner have been working on this book for six years 
And he said that he he even has gone on record in talking about the book. He goes, I would rather I would love to adapt this book in either into either a film or a se- a series. So I, I feel I like guess, they're gonna see how the book does first. I I guess I just there's so many up and coming actors, <laughs> and there's already so many established character like actors that have shown they have that range. And yeah. like Timothy Chalamet again, he's Not fine, but like. <laughs> Oscar Isaac is right there. Like yes. you're telling me you're, 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 if you're looking for that caliber of person, right. If I'm in the casting room, it's like, you can probably get Oscar Isaac mm-hmm. and he wouldn't mind doing a legacy thing. And he has the range and you can actually believe he might lose it. Like after watching moon Knight, right? Like you can see yeah. it. Um, or who's the guy who plays I, Mando? Oh, uh, Pedro, oh my god. Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Look it up. Go ahead. You Pedro could get Pe- you could get Pedro Pascal to do this in a heartbeat. Actually, yeah, that'd be good too. He would he wouldn't even think twice. He would do it. Yeah. Those yeah. Are too, that was already too good. Y'all should just I mean, hire us. We will do I, this shit. I guess I just <laughs> here's my other thing is like with legacy sequels, I understand why it's hot and I understand oh, yeah. why people like them. Like I get it. Like mm-hmm. take a knee. The past two and a half years, folks, it's been hard. It's been hard for everybody and we all crave things that make us happy. And we look to the past because we know that's a good thing. So when it comes to our movies and entertainment stuff around us has felt like it's burning. You want something, you know, that's a, like a sure thing. Yeah. So you're going back to Lightyear. You're mm-hmm. going back to Top Gun. Yeah. You are going back to Scream. I completely understand. However, I don't know if this is the way we keep doing stuff. It's good for like a little bit, but like there has to be more original stuff out there than going back to heat. I don't know. I just, that's my knee jerk reaction right now. And Top Gun has made almost a billion dollars. It's at nine hundred million dollars in the it's total box office. Top so, Gun. I'm so sorry, everybody. So far, I'm so not far. sorry, but I'm a little sorry. But here's the other thing I'm going to say: Top Gun is special. Yeah. Like they they mm. did something that we did not expect yeah. them to do, mm-hmm. especially in the day and age <laughs> yeah. of CGI effects. You went really practical with it. They earned every cent of that nine hundred yeah. million. You don't get to just trot out another story. And this isn't a shot at Michael Mann. He it's an awesome movie. It's one of my favorite heist movies. Yeah. But like you don't get to trot out every legacy sequel and just say like, see, but now, right? Like, and that's why yeah. as part of the reason why. Jurassic World Dominion made me mad was it was just like it felt like you didn't do any of the homework for something that was 25 28 years ago just the best because universal you... ride I've ever watched yeah <laughs> just because like, you Lord. can like somebody else can do it and you see them do it that doesn't it's like me watching a DIY five minute craft I yeah. see these fuckers do it <laughs> that just Marcus could uh, make the attempt and it not come out like that at all like no. and so like no, I'm okay. Yeah, no. I'm I all mean, set. maybe you get Tom Hardy. I don't know. Ooh, maybe Tom Hardy can pull there. it off. Maybe. Damn, bro. But I, I don't know. Like, I, Michael Mann is is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I get why they want to make a Heat sequel. I just feel like those efforts can be better used making just a brand new heist movie. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. And if you want him to be involved, have him write it. Like, have him have him say like, "Hey, we love your story." We'll make it a limited series on HBO Max. You'll give you se- we'll give you seven episodes, but you have to write us a brand new heist movie. <laughs> That's fine, but 
Um, I mean, I would watch Heat the HBO Max series. I'm such a sucker. I would absolutely yeah. watch that. Yeah, that seems to make more sense to me though than than the movie. And that's maybe because of like True Detective. Like yeah. you could do a True Detective yeah. style Heat yeah. show. Yeah. That'd be Ooh, fucking sweet. okay. I'd be yeah. that a hundred percent. But again, leave Timothy Chalamet where you found him. Like you <laughs> yeah, don't make t- him in that. Don't make him involved in this. Nowhere even near. He's this. not involved. Like, when I when I produce this show, I'm saying like you can hire anybody, just not that I mean fucker over there. <laughs> we didn't even talk about like all of the like excelling women too. There's a ton no, of women no, that can oh, nail this yeah. role. Like that's just like about <clears throat> about to lose it. Like there's there are plenty of folks and actors I would love that opportunity. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. No. I I absolutely agree with this. Uh. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Anything else that you all would like to chat about for this week's episode? I don't know what the fuck going on with the boys. I have not watched a single episode. Well, no, I, I watched one, the season one. I, I think I can help. Hero Gasm <laughs> is apparently help. trending on Twitter, and apparently that episode is coming soon. So, and I heard it's nasty, and that they, you know, whatever. It's a lot. It's wild. It's the boys. The boys do wild stuff all the time. It's, and in the comic yes. book, from what I've read about the, from what I have heard about the comic, I have not read the comic. Hero Gasm is absolutely wild. So, yes, Douglas, young man in the back, raising your hand. I don't know (laughs) why, but The Boys is very well produced. Yeah. But there is just this storyline that runs throughout it that exhausts me to the very essence of who I am. Mm. I haven't seen any of season three, but which I've watched a little bit of season three, but you even got it in like season two and season one and season one and season two. Aquaman knockoff? No, it's this storyline. It's the like, you should be suspicious of everybody. It's like, oh, fuck. Can we just, I just tell me like, okay, he's clearly a fascist. I'm glad we've all gotten (laughs) that out of the way, but Doug, not everybody has figured that out. Like we just kind of like, everybody's like, oh man, is it going to be you? What if we worked together and teamed up to do that guy dirty? Like, I just, I'm so beyond <laughs> exhausted by having so much angst and suspicion well, in my superheroes. Just okay. tell me who I can have faith in. No, no, I just, I will push back <laughs> on this. Um, I, one, I love the boys' TV show. If yeah. you like, good. oh, wow, these, these guys like the boys' TV show, I'll, I'll read the graphic novel. Stop. Don't, Ooh, don't do that. Bad. It's yeah. like straight up bad. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to leave it there. Like, it's not the same. Like, the way they did the TV show is just so much better. And you never hear that. But that's well, the, the case. And the artistry, like the paneling, like if you're going to this being like, oh, man, it's going to be like what Marvel and does DC does yep. with their artwork and their colorists. It's yep. not. It's eerie. Nope. I read a I read a John Constantine storyline that was illustrated by the same people. And it is yep. it's a little hard to get past not bad yep. but just uh, just something that's a really off. interesting yeah like just don't even waste your time it's bad um the concept though is amazing oh and yeah I feel like i can't believe i'm gonna say something good about amazon amazon production studios figured out to mm-hmm. how to unlock that code and make it entertaining yeah mm-hmm. um i like the boys because it is literally the antith like the antithesis of the avengers you can't trust anybody yeah. you have no idea what anyone's gonna do Nothing is laid out and everybody's a jerk. And I, I, I don't know. It's a really good palate cleanser because I love my heroes. They mean a lot to me. But the boys, what the boys feels like is this 
reality check of like, hey, man, we know you love these heroes, but like if they were real, they would all be jerks and trying to make movies and trying to get the most amount of money possible. And you're like, yeah, that's right. I should probably keep that in check as I'm like, I'm like idolizing a lot of these people. Anyway, I think um, I just can't, I think I just can't binge it, Brian. Like, I just don't think I really? can watch more than one episode yeah. oh my of gosh. sitting before Maggie I just and I so love binging it. We're I saving get, it. We're saving season I do, three to watch I do, in like three days. And I'm so glad that you do. But I, I kind of get this same way about things like when I watched the third – stick with me now. When I watched the third um, like Meet the Fockers movie mm, where it's just like how can one. one group of people have such <laughs> shitty things happen to them like over and over and over and no, over that's, again. That's, that's the shtick. And that's the shtick. And there's this love it. and that's that there's kind of this element with the boys where it's like, and then this person screws this person, and then these oh, two people yes. are talking. It's just like at some point in time, just just let me watch Homelander eat a bowl of cereal and not brood over it. Like, and that I'll be fine. <laughs> so <laughs> I, do I think you might have, be watching the wrong show, buddy. I yeah, might be. I, I might be. I do have a news item for this. So the subreddit community for the boys. They started locking down posts. Um, they started uh, essentially locking off things in the subreddit. People couldn't post. It was a very minor thing. If you follow subreddit drama on Reddit, this was a premium post okay. that I stumbled on. But essentially, there is a point in the boys. Now, I haven't watched season three, but basically some people are like upset that politics got brought up in the show. And oh. I laughed at this because from season one episode one like homelander is literally dressed in red white and blue and wears eagles as lapels and has a united states flag as a cape, a cape. yep so Blonde that's where you're eyes. starting yeah yeah and people got upset that it was political to which i chuckled and then laughed and then laughed some more um, so that subreddit community is going through it. But anyway, some people are just now realizing the boys is political. And I thought that was funny. That's well, funny. and Brian, <laughs> it's it's especially season three. I have only watched the first like episode yeah. and a half. And it is I don't want to say it's extra because it was there. Like you said, it's been there since the beginning. Right. It's just it's a little bit. I feel like I feel like the writers heard everybody who was on that like on the MAGA crowd that was like mm. big into Homelander as their spokesperson, yeah. Yeah. and they were like, "Yeah, they were like, wait a minute, like <laughs> they like wrote this shit in there like just to try to curb it a little bit." I so. feel like wasn't there a Homelander cosplayer in January sixth uh, or like around there? there? I feel yeah, like we saw pictures was. of that, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah this makes sense." Um, yep. Anyway. That dude's not right, and yeah, that that guy's a bad guy. But the actor playing listening him needs is to very nice. That. Yeah, I've I've seen very nice things about him. Yeah, Marcus. <laughs> I don't know nothing about no goddamn boys, so I, I'm just more <laughs> like I, I don't know if I will watch it. I want to watch it. I also have not seen Invincible. I have this. Y'all know my thing. I have. Uh, they're my comfort movies. They are. I know. I know. Both are good. I, and I, I probably won't watch the boys until they're done because I want to go straight yeah. through. I, like, I, 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 mean, I would rather go straight through, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Man, that's all yeah. I got. I had oh, something man. to say, I, but I forgot what it was. I'm going to do this on air in the pod. You will not be disappointed with Invincible. Like it is you a really solid won't. watch the whole way through. I was blown yeah. away. I thought it was going to be another run of the mill animated hero thing. And it mm. was, it, uh, it stands apart. Is what I will say. And it is, 
it's really good. I did read like, the comics. Yeah, uh, the first, oh. I've, the first, because when the show was coming out, I didn't know much about it. Oh, so sure. then yeah. what I did was I went to I went to YouTube and they on YouTube they go through the comics and read it so I could you know when yeah. I have YouTube Premium nice. I just tuck it in my pocket when I'm not looking at it and I oh, heard yeah. the story I just wanted to hear what the story was for sure um, but yeah okay so I might watch that one yeah I'll um, give you a nudge in that direction yeah I um, do you are right Brian though I do like the premise of the boys it's a good mm-hmm. premise it's just maybe I'm just ha- maybe it's just where my brain is at when I sit well, down and watch you- it. You also have to accept in the boys, everybody is awful and everybody's yeah. terrible. I keep hoping so. Also, understand not going is maybe be. not a mental space you want to be in right now. Right. Yeah, yeah that is a heavy mental space. <laughs> yeah, that's a heavy. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> the last thing I got is, man, Thomas Cruz. Oof. Yeah. He's um, motherfucker. We know him. That motherfucker don't miss. I just finished <laughs> yeah. all Mission Impossibles. I'm all caught up in. <sighs> That guy knows what I want. He knows that he I want action it? and impossible missions. And you know what he gives me? Action, action and impossible, impossible missions. missions. Do you feel like he looked at you through the TV and he was like, hey, Marcus, I'm almost going to die for this stunt. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hey, Seeing him, him and Henry Cavill together and jumping out of plane and him doing all this wild shit is like, it's even more impressive that he's been doing this for this long. Like, hey, Marcus. Yeah, I we're agree. Gonna, you know how this is called Mission Impossible? Watch me make it possible. Make I know, and they and they and it pokes fun at itself the whole time. Of like, somebody literally says that's impossible, and so they walk in and they're like, they look at Tom like, not for this guy, and it, <laughs> it's in the movie. And you know what? I'm like, yeah, fuck this yeah, guy. that's right. Put him in the vent, did, like whatever. Did it is. you did you enjoy how in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Jeremy Renner's like, I'm here to take over this franchise, yep. and then Tom yep. Cruise is like. The hell you are, and nope. then in Mission Impossible Fallout essentially sidelines him for the entire movie. It didn't Incredible. even have a role until like maybe the last 15. Like he was a, a D side character. Here's what's also interesting. Yeah. They tried to do that with um Born, the Born series. Yes. Yes. Yep. Have Rainer take over the Born this, series as it's well. The second time. No one wanted him here. And then it was like, nope, no, thank you. And I don't know what it is about Rainer. Maybe they just, I don't know. I, I'm not even gonna step foot he, in that he, one. He I just he doesn't have an it factor. No, I'm sorry. He yeah, he doesn't. I just I don't see yeah. it. He's great in Wind yeah. River. Mm-hmm. Like that type of stuff is great for him, but whatever action franchise he ever is trying to take over, he just he doesn't do it, and I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, they really did try to do that. But shout out to Mission Impossible. Some it's so I'm so sick of the goddamn bouncing around app to app to watch everything because Netflix has one through three. <laughs> okay, one no, they only have one through three. I think I had to watch four, five, and six on um, Amazon Prime on Amazon. Oh. Okay, okay. It was like three ninety nine to rent though, so I had to watch yeah. all of those on Amazon. Huh. So it's interesting. It's huh. Interesting. Um, the last piece I want to news is more of a thought process and more of a monitor this before you all take off. Um, <laughs> all right. And which is Miss Marvel. We're two episodes into Miss Marvel, and I think yes. it's fantastic. Um, but the viewership numbers are the lowest of yeah. any other MCU D- Disney Plus series. They're only like trending at. 775,000 households in the United States mm-hmm. based on what they watched yeah. so far, um, which is interesting. The even more interesting piece is that like the other side of this, and I got this from a tweet from fandom and they said though yep. that 
they're seeing a higher viewership rate in uh, black, Hispanic, and Asian households than any other MCU show. There it is. And, of and, none of, and none of that is surprising, but maybe we watch this to see how it carries on because I think some things are going to change with this show as we kind of get into see episodes three, four, yep. five, and six, and what have you, but um, something to keep watching. There's a lot well, in this show that I do not think that I don't even know how to word this, that I think general white cis audiences mm-hmm. maybe could easily relate to. Oh, and, and, and that's understandable. Yeah. You're not supposed to, right? Nope. It's easy to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier because that spy espionage <laughs> shit. It's easy to watch yep. um, whatever other series we've had so far, all the other series we've had so far. I this mean, one is a Loki young, was, even yeah. Loki, is easy, it's easy to watch and, and that has shit to do with the multiverse. But yep, when you're yeah. talking about a young woman who is mm-hmm. not you know, she's not a white woman. She's not a white nope. young teen. You know, there's and there's depths to the religious part and everything that goes into mm-hmm. her making the decision to be a hero. That's not easy to comprehend. But for no. people that look and may resemble her or understand that struggle, hell yeah, we are invested because you you well, want to see what it's like. Yep. I and like this is one of the other things that like I I, I was disappointed when I saw that if those numbers are true because mm-hmm. like right Disney gets so opaque with it but I would believe yeah. it and if it is the case like I was really hoping the Marvel fandom would come out for this like they did for like a lot of other projects they've done and I'm just disappointed because I think Miss Marvel is doing things I think it's actually kind of doing some risky things in a lot of areas and especially with the visual style and it's I guess I think, like I'm I'm a 36 year old man. Uh, I, I I'm going to say I'm a non-believer. I don't go to church. I have no relation mm-hmm. to the Muslim religion. And this I like I have found a way to connect with this and like yeah. just have it be so charming and yeah. so become yeah. so invested so fast in Kamala's story, even reading about it beforehand, but like actually seeing it on screen uh, the actress who plays Kamala, I'll look mm-hmm. up her name in a second. She's phenomenal. Uh, and and it feels so authentic and grounded. And I don't care that I don't know what else is going on in the Marvel universe, yeah. which mm-hmm. I feel like is a true bellwether of if the show is good. Like, yeah. and I, I think it just, it disappoints me that some people are sleeping on it because it didn't connect with them on the first episode. And I don't want to make assumptions, but it's like, Man, like this show is hammering on like you've never been a teenage kid and like you're just trying to right. fit in, you're just, just trying, trying to make be it. a hero, right? Like, or no you're, one's really or you're a like, diehard fan been about like something, that. yeah, right? Yeah. Like, a diehard fan about anything, you've never had parents that have been just a bit too hard on it. you, like, yeah, or you feel that way, right? Like, I feel like there's yeah. so many things to grab onto here that grabbed me. I'm telling, I'm talking to y'all about what grabbed me about it, mm-hmm. and like, here's the, I, here's the other thing, you know, Brian. I want to. Here's the other thing I want to say to back you up, and this is maybe more a critique on on some Marvel fans. I think that there were some. I think that every fandom has a toxic moment, and I think one of the toxic moments for specifically for Marvel fans as of late was the absolute verition that they went after the creators of this show to say that yeah. it was not true to source material. Yeah, and which is not that's which not is, an argument. Which is not a thing to get upset about because they can be different and one can be inspired by the Where other. Where are those people is, from Moon Knight? No <laughs> shit. No like, no on. Yeah. no shit. And so I think that there were a lot of folks who came after and again, Brian, white male yeah. lead in Moon Knight 
yep. Muslim girl, Muslim non-white girl in I mean, Miss Marvel. I don't like to be too conspiracy theorist. And, and she's but... she's young too. Like I feel like Marvel. I'm not to tell you how to do your job, but did you market this towards the audience it was supposed to be marketed at? Like I don't I don't know the Marvel. Uh-huh. Yes, it is a Marvel product, but that doesn't mean every Marvel fan is going to love this. Like it, yeah. this is, this rings as a young person's like a growing this is a, what, this story. Is a, yeah. Like this is, this is that all day. And like, it's more relatable to young people that are growing up. I'm learning more about this, about what my siblings may be going, you know, like yeah, just right. from the conversations that are happening, not, you know, and of course there are things that are going to be different, but that's what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to take what you need and you throw the rest well, out. Well, and to, to, to kind of give you all like a, a like a kind of a, how this people feel about it. Britney and I watched this show together. Mm. Yeah. And Britney is not like, Britney's not a huge like comic book person. And we watched the second episode last week and she was like, I really like this. Like, and it was mm-hmm. one of those genuine moments. So they're doing something right where they're making just a relatable story about a young girl who's a teenager and in, in, in a world where things are changing mm-hmm. for her and, her dreams are coming true and what consequences come associated with it. So it's, it's a good story. I think it's just, I hope more people will give it a chance going forward. Well, and I feel like it's such an easy opportunity. Like I grew up in a very white neighborhood um, uh-huh. and I did not interact with anybody that was Muslim. So like nope, watching didn't. this show and seeing Kamala's experience and being mm. like, this is like these are all the separate groups that are like at my mosque and yeah, this yeah, is how things cool. are That's done cool at the part. mosque even mm-hmm. if it's not 100 over 100 accurate i'm still getting a view into that world mm-hmm. and learning and understanding yeah. even just a sliver of it um the actress's name by the way is iman vilani she's 19 years old by the way she, and uh, a fan uh, and an actual fan of huge fan huge yeah. fan so yeah. like all the power to her she's doing an amazing job mm-hmm. um and i just i don't know i just wanted to say like you're never too old or too young to like connect with something yep. or or a story and i don't know i guess this is just me saying like if you haven't checked it out it's worth checking out 100 yeah. percent. and just my last little two cent i had that epiphany this weekend with the drake project that dropped right Oh, I like where this is going. It was, I mean, it was literally with music and with music. I have that, that is parallels films in black and white, y'all professionals. Um, but the first listen on the Drake album, it really showed me a lot about the generation and the time that we're living in, right? Mm-hmm. Because Drake put out a surprise album, okay, and it's a yeah, dance yeah. album, but I didn't even look at the genre. I said, Drake is dropping, this sounds yep. great. I'm, I will be there at midnight when I listened to it the first time. I literally had tweets going through it and I was like, this shit is terrible. Like, <laughs> what is this? Like this, I, I can't believe he put this bullshit out and everybody was on yeah. the same page. TikToks for an entire day was like when Drake drops a mid or when Drake boo, 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 boo. And it's terrible. <laughs> and it's the worst project ever. And people, we t- I'm texting people. Then I had to go back and actually listen to it while I was at work and just play it straight through. Someone was oh, like, just play it. And I listened flow. to it. And and once I was in my mode and, and I actually had an open ear and understood what the project was, understood it was a dance project, understood there's a certain time and a place where you need to listen to this thing at, I ha- I actually have not stopped playing the album since. Yeah. So, so like, it's never too late for framing. you to, like, yeah, it's all about framing. Like, you have to understand everything ain't going to be, everything ain't for everybody and everybody nope. ain't for everything. So, like, you just have to know when you're going into these projects, this one may miss for you. 
that does not mean you got to bash it. That does not mean that they did something wrong. I mean, they did what they want to do to tell their story. Right. Like, and that's what's yeah. most important. So like, yeah. you can always go back to, and I was loud and wrong. I also had to be loud and, 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 and correct myself when it was time yeah. to say, nah, y'all, this album is it. Like I really enjoyed itself and, and I judged it too quickly. We live in a microwave era where you either got to like it or you either love it or hate it. Like there it is no it. in between. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I also feel like Marcus, what you said, like there's there's something to be said about your frame of mind. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're not in the frame of mind to have like a coming of age story, yeah, maybe like yeah. take a beat. Um, yeah. I'm eternally a child, so coming of age stories will always resonate <laughs> with me. <laughs> um, I'm, still to, I'm still trying to figure this out. You yep. know, like like I think that's a yeah. really good point that you made, and changing your mind is like you're allowed to. You're like, allowed to change your. It's never in cement. To. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a whole children's book in, to kind of to to bring this home. Hopefully, I think there's a whole children's book called Green Eggs and Ham that somebody <laughs> says that they hate something until they actually try it. <laughs> and so maybe if we just believed what people wrote in books that we read when we were kids, and we actually, you know, th- those aren't just things we tell children; those are things we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you actually try it, you might actually like, like it. it. And you might actually be really appreciative that someone made you try it. So, and you might, and you might like some of it. You might like the hams and not yeah. the green eggs. You might like the eggs yeah. and not the ham, and that's all okay. Or maybe I mean, not on a boat or with a goat. It right. doesn't matter. You might just like <laughs> right. them by themselves. Like, right. As long as you try it, that's really that's all that matters. matters. That's all you gotta do. That does it for this week's episode of Films in Black and White, gentlemen. Anything that you all would like to plug for this week? Uh, follow the mantra: never offended, oh. always humble. Happy Juneteenth. Uh, and uh, uh, go buy yourself some gear, go listen to Max, stream Maxed. Uh, and just you know, in this time, it's okay to be more focused on self because there's a lot of time where you give, 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 and very rarely do you receive, 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 receive. And it's okay Word. to step up and, and take credit, and it's okay to step up and be confident, not cocky, and to be aware of, yeah, I did that. Like, you do have to, I think I've said this before, you have to look down the mountain sometimes. It's okay to see how far you've come, and and then it's okay to also set a higher bar and a higher goal and say, yeah, I did that. I'm proud of me. I'm going to bash, because too many times have we just continued to push forward without actually acknowledging the successes and the moments we've had. And then it feels like, well, life just keeps kicking my ass. And it's like, well, damn, you didn't even take the benchmark. You didn't even like, you know, stop yourself to appreciate where the fuck you came from. So like, it's absolutely okay to just, you know, do it for you sometimes. Like keep pushing and do it for you. Absolutely. Brian. Hey, go check out the love There's a ton of recipes there. Like there's three different wing recipes right away. I need to go look at just this. try them out. There's honey sriracha. There's there's a mango. There's there's a pineapple one. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> look, you just fourth of July is coming up. Like just impress your friends. And Maggie did all the hard work for you. So just That's go to fantastic. thelovenerds.com. I can't Absolutely. wait to cook. I can't wait to cook new goddamn wings. <laughs> The only thing I have to plug is keep uh, keep listening to the podcast, share us with a friend, leave us a review are the great ways to help us get some more uh, traction out there. So be sure to do that. Also sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash films in black. And oh, white. yeah. Here's an announcement for the Patreon right now. You saw Marcus hiding in his hoodie. That's worth it alone. That's wings, right. Man. Listen, here's the thing, y'all. The Patreon. All right. Patreon's going to just a little bit. Okay. 
Okay. We're going to tell you that. We're going to tell you more about that a little bit later. But the Patreon is going to adjust. You'll be able to catch us live. You'll be able to catch it for a little bit. But then we're going to start opening this thing up. All right. And then we, 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 we want y'all to. We want y'all to get on board because then we're gonna do some cool ass shit, right? We already, you know what I mean? We already got it in the in the mix. We already are blowing up. Follow us on TikTok. Our TikToks, we be doing some good cool ass shit on TikTok. Y'all. I can't even lie. We be, it's really fun having three people up there because it's like, man, you literally have three chaos. different minds talking about a subject. I think that shit is so dope. If you go, awesome. I don't think nobody else is doing the type of shit that we doing over I don't there. Think so, so, yeah, three people running a TikTok. Like you usually see a podcast, and it's like. Oh, you do clips with all of them, oh, but like you really get to see it, like the mind of all three of us, and so it, it's really, really dope. Which is which is a dangerous place to be it's sometimes. Dangerous. It's great. It's great. It's yeah, theme park of thinking. merriment. It's fantastic. Well, we will be back next week, and we hope you all will join us. Same lovely time, same lovely place. Uh, but we have a three-step process to success to get into. And Brian, please give us the first step to success. Hey folks, read a book, any book. I'm begging you, any book. I just ordered uh, a Thor collected edition. It's a book. Just, I'm begging you, read a book. Don't watch that like YouTube video that you've already seen. Just read mm-hmm. a book, please. That's Thank true. you. Fantastic. That's true. Marcus, second step to success. Second step to success. It's been hot as blazes. Drink some water. Like I had five bottles. I I had so many bottles of water while I was out there, y'all. Like. Drink some water, please. please, and treat yourself to the good stuff because I drank a bottle of water that did not taste good, and my body oh, was like, no. "No, put that down." Oh, so it does no. matter. No, put that down. Drink the good stuff, absolutely, and wash your ass. It's hotter than it's hotter than Hades outside, <laughs> and so just make sure that you are washing your ass and you're cleaning yourself off. It's hot. Take two showers. Take one in the morning and one in the afternoon. No care. If you're yeah, just make sure that you do that. And it's not even about like, you know. Hide it. It's just take care of yourself. Like it's hot, cool off. Taking Mm -hmm. a shower is a great way to spend some time and cool off and get clean Mm -hmm. after a hard day on a hot day. So just be sure to do that. No cap. Yep. Well, we'll be back next week with another lovely podcast. Uh, We hope you all will see us there. But in the meantime, in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch you all next week. In the between time, I think I want to watch Batman.